It's sometimes said that when a priest leaves a parish, uh, that a third of the people are sad, a third of the people rejoice, and a third of the people don't even notice. So you've probably read in the newsletter by now, um, I'm leaving. The bishop's appointing me down the road to West Moors, which isn't far away. And for me personally, um, this is a very sad moment in my life. I've been here nine years, and these have been nine of the happiest years of my life, certainly nine of the happiest years of my priesthood. I've grown very fond of this parish. I've got a great affection for a great many of you as individual parishioners. Um, I love this building, and I love this town. But after nine years, um, it's time for a change, that you deserve a fresh face, um, you deserve some fresh sermons, um, and so um, you're getting a new man coming in September. Now, your priest changing is a good moment to reflect on why it is you have a priest at all what it is that a priest does for you, that you should need to have a priest. In the Gospel today, we heard about the sending of the 72. Now, the 72 weren't priests, but there are a number of aspects of their role that actually show us, in a sense, very similar things that we look to from the priesthood. So let me point out that their role was so important that the Lord Jesus said they were, that the people were to pray to have them. The labor, um, ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. You know, in the Gospels, there are very few things that the Lord Jesus directly tells us to pray for. But this is one of them, to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he send laborers to his harvest. So can I ask you in particular, pray for your new parish priest. Um, pray for him that uh, he'll have a good move, that all the, the stress and difficulty of change for him will go well. But pray for him in particular, that he'll be able to be a good priest for you, to be what you need. Now, secondly, and my, my main point, is that the 72... They didn't stand in their own right. They didn't act on their own behalf. They stood in relationship to the Lord Jesus. So it said there, he sent them to all the places he himself was to visit. They were to prepare for him, to make it possible for him to, to come there. They, they went and they brought greetings of peace. But the peace that they brought wasn't their own, it was the peace of the Lord. They were to work miracles of healing. But again, healing that didn't come from their power, it was the healing of the Lord, that they stood in relationship to the Lord. And this is true at an even deeper level of, of your priest, that he brings peace to you, peace at your most fundamental core, peace between you and the Lord by the forgiveness of sin in confession. He brings healing of our most serious sickness, namely the sickness of, of sin and guilt and the corruption of evil. 
And a priest does this for you, not by his own cleverness or his own talent, but he does it for you using what the Lord has set up in the church in the priesthood. The priest has a, a threefold office to teach, to sanctify, and to govern. And it's by his teaching, the teaching office of the church, it's by the governing he does of the parish, and sanctifying using the seven sacraments, the seven sacraments that the Lord Jesus set up in his church to be the way that the priest brings Christ to you. And let me point out something very important here. The role of the 72 didn't have anything to do with their personality, didn't have anything to do with them as individuals. It had to do with their, their role and their relationship with the Lord. It wasn't their particular style of speaking or their ability to crack a joke. It was their relationship with the Lord. And it's the same with the priest. That what a priest does for you is so important that it transcends all of those human factors of personality. Now, as it happens, your new priest I know quite well, and he is a good man. He's got a nice personality. He's got a, a good sense of humor. Um, but all of those are, in a sense, secondary to what a priest is and what a priest does for you. It's not about the priest, it's about Christ. So when the priest utters the words of forgiveness in the sacrament of confession, it's not his own forgiveness he's giving, it's the forgiveness of Christ. And in the mass at the altar, when the priest says the words of consecration, they're not the priest's words, they're the words of Christ. And the body that is made present on the altar isn't the priest's body, it's the body of Christ. And when a priest teaches, when he preaches his sermons, when he's doing all of his different teaching, what he is giving you isn't his own truth, it's the truth of Christ that has been given as what we call the deposit of faith, the very beginning handed on generation to generation. Um, it's about Christ, it's not about the priest. So to conclude, one priest is going and another priest is coming. What a priest does for you isn't to bring himself, but to bring Christ. And that's what makes the role of a priest so important, that it's not about himself, it's about the Lord. That like the 72, he goes ahead to make um, it possible for the Lord to come to all the places he himself was to visit.